All right, so excited. Let me get our guest in. What's going on? Hey, Kristen. I need to get our guest in. It's the it's the hair for me too, sis. Like, I didn't know she was gonna do me like this because now I'm gonna cut all the way up. Like, no chill. All right, let me get our guest in. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. So people are just going to be, you know, coming in as they please. So we can just get started and I'll save it to our um, IGTV as well as upload it to our YouTube. Okay. I was cracking up, by the way, because you were like, it's the hair for me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Listen, I, did, I just, I didn't expect it to come out like this. So I'm just so excited about it. But um, hello, everyone, and welcome to Freedom Revamped. I am the founder, Courtney, and today we have with us Ms. Katrina Howard, also known as Cat Daddy, across the social medias. <laughs> Um, so for those of you who don't know, Freedom Revamp is a platform dedicated to helping others find their sense of freedom as well as discover their God-given talents. And today we have Katrina with us talking about self-love, which I feel is a huge part of Freedom Journey. So I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself and then we'll get into it. Yeah, perfect. Um, so like you mentioned, Katrina... Cat Daddy, if you're nasty. Um, I also got my cat, so a lot of people close to me um, and people that I work with call me Cat. But yeah, a little bit about me. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Um, I'd like to describe myself as the plug to connect people, like bringing community together, as well as, um, you know, just being my friend and family's hype woman so I really thrive off connecting people to one another and helping people reach their full potential um I'm a dancer as well and I'm a Bay Area native so I'm based here in Oakland yes well I'm super excited about this conversation um we talk about self-love a lot here on this platform and I love to see the different perspectives that our guests bring but the first question I'm going to ask you, which I ask everyone, is how would you define freedom? And based on your definition, how do you practice freedom? Oh, how I define freedom. Liberation comes to mind. I think it's it's um, liberation, like without constraint, without um, restraint, without oppression um so really being free in that sense um and i think even if you look at society now it's really thinking about who is you know who is at the bottom bottom if you think about you know male versus female the lgbtq community um people who might come from lower income communities, like we really aren't free until everyone has the same access to those resources, right? So I think freedom really thinks about too, how are you creating, creating and unlocking opportunities for the rest of your community? Um, 
So the way I've been practicing that, I think even more so right now is just being real with my own privilege, acknowledging when I'm showing up and when I'm not and having people hold me accountable to that. So um, yeah, I think it's really hard to shout at the top of the mountain and be like, all right, freedom, like we're free, right? But it's it really comes down to the fact like, if everyone's not free, then what does freedom even really mean? So what does liberation mean? True, I definitely agree. It's been so much um, going on in the world with social injustice and systemic racism and the so president much. of the United States. <laughs> that like, for me- I, last night? That was just like, I we can't call yeah, that be. I watched it. I was just shaking my head the entire time. It was sad to watch, honestly. But um, I've just been having to look internally to find freedom, like, inside myself in order to get through everything that's been going on lately. But um, the reason I feel like self-love is, like, a huge part of the freedom journey is because, like, I feel like when you don't truly love yourself, you're kind of trying to give into what other people think you should be. And in that sense, you aren't free. So self-love, for me, was definitely and always will be a journey because I'm a constantly constantly evolving person so I do want to ask you um at the beginning of your self-love journey um how was it for you like before you reached um the person you are today how was your view of yourself and how was your love for yourself yeah well I'm gonna just say what you just said earlier about you're constantly evolving. That's exactly how I feel about self-love. I think it's easy to think, okay, I'm going to attain a certain level of this once I get here, right? And you might feel more comfortable with it at certain parts of your journey and everything. Um, but I definitely think it's continuous and there's going to be new things you learn about yourself, right? All throughout your lifetime. I'm in my late twenties right now. Who knows what happens when I reach 30? Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. Right. Um, but yeah, I think for me, um, self-love really starts with self-awareness and thinking about being present in myself. Um, and so what I mean by that is having moments to reflect, really having moments to be introspective. I don't think we spend a lot of time with ourselves in that sense. And I think COVID and this pandemic has been really real in that sense to where um, a lot of us have had to just kind of sit in the mirror and like look at like, who am I? What do I actually yeah. want um, with all of this downtime too, right? So I think it's been a reality check in that sense. But I think for me, it always comes back to how aware am I being with myself and how aware am I being with the surroundings that are impacting my life and allowing me to really think about self-love and how and what that means to me. Yeah, and I think self-awareness is the heart was the hardest part of my self-love journey because there are th like I feel like the reason we don't want to look inward at who we truly are is because we're afraid to find things that we might not necessarily Ooh. like about ourselves. <laughs> and I know that was a huge part of it for me. I was like, so you really like I was going to therapy when I was told that I had to do that. I was like, so you really want me to sit here and basically nitpick at myself, kind of almost bully myself, like just write down the thing. She literally told me, write down the things you don't like, write down the things you do like. Now, are those things that you don't like changeable or are they a part of you that you can't change? Because if not, 
you need to accept those things. And I was like, girl, I'm not doing that. But I had to <laughs> for my sake. Yeah. So um, self-awareness was definitely the hardest part of my self-love journey. So what would you say? I mean, yeah, self-awareness was the hardest part of my self-love journey. What would you say was the hardest part of your self-love journey? I think the hardest part for me and still now is just realizing that um, that I'm not for everybody um, and being okay with that. And what I mean by that is that is my own superpower and we each have our own superpowers as to why we exist, why we show up in the world, why we are who we are. Um, and that doesn't come instantaneously. I think to your point, there's a lot of reflection, a lot of awareness, a lot of, oh shit, let me sit with this. Why, why am I moving the way I'm moving? Or why am I, why do I do these things? Right. Asking yourself those questions. Um, but for me, it really came down to like past relationships and understanding, okay, this isn't working out. Why do I feel maybe so attached to a certain person, um, not necessarily dependent, but why do I feel so attached to a certain person? And then coming to the realization that really that starts within myself. And if I'm not truly happy or finding or giving um, that same love to myself before I give that to someone else, then, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't start anywhere besides with yourself first. And, and I think um, it can be easy to also be very critical right and think oh that's being selfish or oh I'm, I'm thinking too much about self but really I think it it's so much harder to go there with just you than it is to focus on other people so I think for me just coming back to the idea that I'm not for everybody and that's okay yes I 100% <laughs> agree and I think that is the hardest part because before I started loving myself and walking fully in who I am um, I would, like I said, I would do a lot of people pleasing. And once I started to shift into who Courtney actually is, you know, I lost a lot of people along the way. So that was hard because I was like, am I doing the right thing? Because it seems like in the process of it, I'm losing people. But I had to realize that those people were only in my life for that chapter, that it was time for me to move on. And that for my, for my betterment, honestly. So, yeah. um, self-love is like I feel like we have to take these self-love journeys obviously because there's a point or at least from I can only speak for myself there was a point where I necessarily didn't love myself and I had to come into a realization of that so would you say that there was a moment of realization where you were like I really need to learn to love myself and if so um what was that moment like for you <laughs> I just got goosebumps because it, it took me back to the exact moment in time um, and when you sent me over questions beforehand, it just immediately came to mind, like what, there's been multiple journeys, right? But I think one distinct journey that sticks out to me is um, I was, you know, kind of going back to relationships. I was in a very toxic relationship with someone and I gave, I lost a lot of myself and I gave a lot of myself to this person without really having that reciprocated back and just being lost in this web of, of lies and their narcissist's view of their life and not really taking accountability. Um, and so for me, I think it was in January of 2019. Um, I had cut ties, but you know, obviously 
that can kind of come back in and out, right? You never know when X day mm -hmm. is going to make their way back into your life. Um, but this time I finally kind of cut that loose and I did a solo trip to Mexico City um, for my birthday. I'm an Aquarius. So in January of 2019, I took a solo trip. Um, I went alone. My mom looked at me so crazy. She's like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? Why are you going by yourself? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I just, I need this. And I was yeah. so proud of myself for just going out there and having just time with myself and kind of, it was almost my way of reclaiming my power back um, because I had been kind of lost in this other person for, for a while that going on that trip and being completely disconnected from um, home felt really good. So I was able to be in this new city, um, meet strangers, connect with people in a way that if I probably went with someone else probably wouldn't have happened so organically, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I think that also just taught me another layer of self-love is be intentional with how you spend time with yourself and don't be scared. Um, and if you feel scared, it's probably for a good reason, right? Um, so for me, taking that trip and being there solo was incredible. And I'm glad, glad I did it. And x -Bay is not in the picture. He is, he's gone. He's out. <laughs> For me, I think um, my journey, um, like my reasons for not having as much love for myself as I should came from my dad not being in my life. So I did notice that growing up and I'm only about to turn 19 on Sunday, but I did notice wow. that I was like, happy early. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I noticed that like in the short time, I like would cling to people trying to fill in that gap of my dad not being in my life and then when those relationships didn't work out because I was either trying to force them or they just weren't right then I would be like oh my gosh it's me and it sort of was me it wasn't me it was the decisions I was making yeah so coming into that and then accepting the fact that the reason my dad isn't my life isn't in my life wasn't my fault was also a huge part of me accepting myself and loving myself because once I stopped blaming myself for things I couldn't control then I started to have much more control over the things I could control so yes. that was um what my self-love journey has been like and I mean obviously it's continuing on like we said we're evolving people and you um, mentioned but, Courtney, um you mentioned therapy earlier um I wanted to just amplify that because I think yeah especially within the black community, us as black women, um, we don't have as much access to talk about therapy, especially within our right. family, hearing you talk about your dad. I, that hits home so hard. It resonates so much because I too have a really struggling relationship with my dad. Um, and being back at my parents' house now during the pandemic, um, I've continued therapy. It's one of the things that have been constant, even though I'm unemployed. I was like, this is the one thing I'm prioritizing. I don't care what comes up, but I really need to mm. be on it with my mental health, right? And that was one thing that we really unpacked was um, things that I had not really realized being a kid or things that I realized, okay, now I'm an, as an adult and I'm back in my parents' house, what does that look like? And what are things that are resurfacing for me that I didn't even know were kind of like attachment issues or things that 
or resentment in my relationship with my dad that might show up in different ways in how I interact with people. So I think that definitely, um, there's a connection there between how you love yourself, how you treat yourself with kindness and really seeking out help from others. Um, and I think therapy is such a great way to do that. Yes. And I think one thing I did learn in therapy and I'm still learning to practice is that the way other people treat you or the way they think about you or whatever should not affect how you treat yourself or how you feel about yourself. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, a lot of my self-worth has been predicated on how other people, more specifically my dad, um, treated me or felt about me. But learning that what they do has nothing to do with me, but has everything to do with how they feel about themselves has been yeah. a huge part of it. And I mean, I say that and I have best to continue control the situation, right? You can try your best yes. to try to control and try to like put yourself in that situation to be like, let me help you. But it's like, unless, you know, they even want the helps themselves, like you can only really control how you're moving through life. Right. So I just try to like, I say it now, but when situations come up, I have to remind myself because I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I'm like, okay, Courtney, this is not about you. This is about them. So. <laughs> But um, besides the, I know you just mentioned the trip to Mexico. What was the pivotal? I don't. Wanna, well, yeah. What was the pivotal moment in your life that you actually noticed that? Hey, I actually do love myself. There actually are some things about me that I love. And then the moments where you were like, okay, these are things about me that I can change to fit who I want to be. Mm hmm. Hmm. I think I started paying attention more to physically like my body. Um, growing up, I didn't always have like the best relationship with my body. Um, I went through like many kids do like an awkward phase. I had acne all over my face, um, was struggling with weight, um, got stretch marks really early on, like inner thighs, outer thighs on my butt. Um, and I think just things like that as a kid, I was, very like ashamed of and didn't know like that didn't seem like love to me or that didn't seem like what society was portraying as beautiful or um features that felt attainable right um so now i think what's really helped me kind of connect back to my self-love journey was reconnecting with dance so as a dancer um I grew up dancing, but I think it was one of those things that my parents put me in. It was a hobby. Um, I loved doing it, but I also reached a point when I was a teenager where it just kind of fell off. And um, so it wasn't until as an adult, I started getting back into it. And so about two, about two years ago now, um, I took my first dance class in heels. Let me tell you, when I tell you, I one was scared as hell Two, just never felt like so empowered and so just powerful and like such a badass um just shaking my ass and breaking it down in a pair of heels around like in a room full of other women um that really showed me like okay there is more that I have to offer here than just my body, how I move, and however I choose to step into my body and show that off is by my choice, by my time, um, and isn't up to anyone else's discretion. So I think 
reconnecting with dance in that way really helped me fall back in love with my body and also appreciate the things that maybe I um, downplayed a lot, like my stretch marks, like having really thick thighs and being like, all right, how do I, what do I do? I can't even fit like my pants over my, you know, my butt and my thighs, but just appreciating all of that. And then um, seeing it come to life when I'm moving my body and then being able to connect with other women through that. So it was incredible just hearing women reach out to me and be like, damn, you're killing it. And you just feel so free and liberated when you're dancing. It makes me want to, you know, go out there and try it. And I'm like, yes, like, come join me. Um, obviously with COVID, it's different now, but that was definitely, you know, reconnecting with dance has been one of the things that I'm like, damn, I didn't know I can move my body like this. I didn't know I could just step back into my body and, and kind of connect mindfully back to, okay, how am I feeling? What am I feeling in my in my torso, in my legs, in my head, and really just being fully present with my body. Yes. Um, I kind of struggled with the opposite and sort of still am in the sense that I can't gain weight. And a lot of people are like, girl, be proud of that. But it's like, I feel like I want to. And a lot of that still comes from um, like when I was in middle school, I had someone ask me, do you smoke crack? Because like of my size. And I'm just like, no, I don't. But just, I think for me, um, like I've been saying this entire time, is learning the things that you can control. So just learning and also learning the things that you can't control. So right now, I've been trying to gain weight, nothing's happening. So just accepting my body as it is and loving her in her entirety yeah. um, has been <laughs> has been a huge part. And I also applaud all of you who can dance because let's just say I archive all my TikToks because I look a mess. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, just learning, I love how you went back to dance in order to help you um, learn to love your body and finding things that help us learn to love our bodies and learn to know how our bodies work is a huge part of our self-love journeys, for instance. I do a little yoga and just learning that my body is knows what she's supposed to be doing in that moment. So for instance, I'm a beginner yoga person and I might not be able to do a split like someone who's been doing it for 12 years and learning to be like, okay, well, this is where your body is in this moment. So just allow yeah, her to be how she is. That. Yep. Yes. yes. I, love so that. I do want to say, I do want to say, um, besides getting back into dance, how else would you advise people to um, begin their journeys of self-love? Because I know some people watching this might be in a place where they're like, I'm just not feeling myself lately. So what advice would you give to someone who is just now beginning their self-love journey? Yes, that's such a great question. And I don't have all the answers, but I think what I've found that's been working for me, especially right now, because right, we're in this new normal. A lot of us have never experienced anything like this in our lifetime. So I think even trying to just be gentle with yourself that there is so much more happening at scale than what we can control. And unfortunately with this new normal, we're adapting to that. Um, but I think one way I would recommend people to really tap into, you know, like defining self-love for them is I, I intentionally try to create time for myself to just wander and explore and kind of 
fantasize, I guess. Um, and I, <laughs> I think during quarantine, I was kind of nitpicking at myself and thinking like, you know, kind of like snap out of it, Katrina, you need to focus on things, right. Um, but what I unpacked with my therapist was, there's something deeper in me that I didn't even realize as far as me connecting back with like, younger cat. So like little cat daddy, inner child in me, um, who is craving for something more. And I was like, well, what does she want? Like, I don't, I'm a grown ass adult. What does she want? <laughs> um, right. But my we're talking and she's like, you know, um, since you're back at your parents house, and there's a lot of things that feel out of your control right now, like, you may be overly disciplining yourself, given the pandemic and all these things, right? Like, we have to stay inside, we have to wear a mask, all these things that are like restricting. Um, and I was already putting extra restrictions on myself. I wasn't giving myself enough time to play and just wander and explore. So for me, I find just let yourself be playful, whatever, and whatever, whatever that looks like to you. Um, so last week I went back to one of the neighborhoods I grew up in, in my hometown, um, forgot my phone, not on purpose. It was definitely by accident. And I almost thought like, fuck, should I go back for my phone? Um, but I didn't. I was like, let me say unplugged. Let me go back to my neighborhood. And it was extremely nostalgic. I felt so good. I felt like a little kid wandering the streets outside again, looking at my old house, looking at the tree I used to climb, um, and just uh, just let myself be in that moment. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that was a really dope experience that I had with myself and kind of just connecting back to my inner child and being like, I got you. This is, this is kind of bringing you back some memories, right? Like this feels good. So even though so much is happening in the world, as far as, you know, black lives under attack, fucking president is a hot mess, um, law enforcement, all this stuff. Um, I think as much as we can allow ourselves to just have those moments to, to play, be goofy, wander, explore, like give yourself that time to just fantasize and you, you know, you don't know what that can look like for you and how to reward your own self-love journey with that. Yes, I 100% agree. I um, I think I find myself going back to the childhood, Courtney, by literally just being without caring who, what my grandma thinks, my little cousin, my aunt, yeah. or anyone else in the house thinks. Because I know when I was younger, I used to just run around the house singing all loud and off key. And now I'm just like, okay, let me get back to that because that's what I enjoyed. And now I'm better at it. Back then, I was just a mess. But it's still something that I enjoy. And it allows me to just be free in who I am. So, um, And it's giving compassion to yourself, too. Um, yes. I think as kids, a lot, too. I mean, who knows what each of our journeys were, right? Like, as a kid... I may have had less time to, with my parents. I may have been like really heads down in school or whatever it may be, like forced to grow up really fast. So I think um, there's parts of like yourself as a kid that maybe is deserving and craving and wanting more love. And what better way to give that to yourself than through yourself, like as an adult yeah. and just recognizing like yourself as a kid and being like, I got you, you're good. Mm -hmm. So that is our advice to the viewers. Just allow yourself that compassion and space to grow. Let your inner child shine through you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I I didn't have any more questions. If anyone else has questions, feel free to drop them right now. But while we're waiting on them to drop them, um, I always allow my guests on the live to shout out any person or business brand that you believe fits within the topic of self-love or self-care or just freedom in general. So you can have the floor to do that. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down a couple. Um, I think one person that I have been following as of lately that just inspires me so much with their self-love journey. Um, their Instagram is called the multifaceted woman and it's woman with an X. Um, and I don't know her name, but she posts incredibly dope content around, um, she's an erotic dancer. So she posts incredibly dope content around just being freeing in her body, um, not giving a fuck about what people say, shutting down, especially like the male gaze, right? That might be spitting out like inappropriate comments, um, sexual innuendos, whatever it may be. Um, but she stands so firmly in just her identity, um, her relationship with her body and her career as an erotic dancer and owns that shit. So I think that has been incredibly empowering just to see, um, I think, the duality there, because I think sometimes we're taught, oh, you need to be this thing and you can't do this other thing. Well, it's like, I can work a nine to five and also fuck it up on the dance floor with some heels. Um, yeah. They can come together. So you tell our society trying to tell us that you have to be one thing over the other. I think it's just such a disgrace to all the layers that we are as humans. Um, so I wanted to shout her out because I think she's been um, just a really dope page I've been following lately. Um, the Unplug Collective is another really, really incredible space for specifically like black women, um, trans, non-binary um, around mental health and around body image. Um, and then my dance community wanted to shout them out. Um, my teacher, her name is Vibe With Me. Um, she's created a really magical community of women here in the Bay Area. Um, so there's a few of us training under a team called Vibe Society. Um, and they also um, have a team of choreographers that we train under. So just a team of badass women who want to dance it out together and make the world a better place and leave it better than we left mm -hmm. it. <laughs> yes. Um, going back to the comment you made about how society feels like we have to be one thing or the other. One of my favorite podcasts um, called This Should Be in a Book by Dana Grant. She talks about that in one of her episodes where she was sort of discussing the controversy over WAP. And the episode, if you guys want to listen to the... <laughs> <laughs> if I you guys want to listen to that episode I was just talking about this yes the episode is called what I think it's honey I swallowed the kids or something <laughs> but the but the podcast is called this should be in a book and she discussed it in that episode and I was just like serve us all of it yes <laughs> so if you guys want to listen to that you can and we did have a question come through um, a genuine gentleman said, are there any good therapists for Black men in Oakland? He's been looking and can't find one. And I don't live in Oakland, so I guess that goes to you. <laughs> um, yeah, I. it's funny. A few um, friends of mine have asked me this. Um, I don't know any specifically off the top of my head, but there is a woman. Um, I want to say her name on Instagram is called The Bay Therapist. 
Um, and I follow her just to get like feel good content around mental health. Um, but she also is a Bay Area native and posts a ton of content around mental health and resources. So I would say check out her page. I'm pretty sure it's called at the Bay Therapist. Um, and then there was someone that joined earlier too, who's not in the Bay, but based in New York. Um, and he's been doing, he's been leading um, some like mental health all men groups um, where they talk about like bell hooks, um, like books or come together about, you know, why is Tory Lanez fucking with Megan Thee Stallion? Like, come on, like black men, protect black women. Let's do better, right? So I think there's also organic communities popping up like that where um, they might be more free and affordable. Um, but yeah, I don't know any off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but hopefully those helped. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Katrina, for joining this live. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And <laughs> thank you for first even like responding to the email. And thank you for all the content you brought to this live. It was very much needed. I'm pretty sure someone out there will gain so much from this conversation yeah so, no thank you for leading this and i i mean i don't want to give into ageism because i feel like people come at me all the time talking about you look 18 but when you said you're about to turn 19 i'm like yes and you're leading this page and creating this community like shout out to you that's incredible and thank you thank for reaching you. out yes thank you well enjoy the rest of your wednesday thank you to everyone who um joined and thank you to everyone who will watch it later either via igtv or youtube and that's all for today. All right. Bye, Courtney. Thank Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> so also, if you are a Black person and you love yourself, I urge you to go out and vote for, well, we all, we obviously know who we ain't voting for, but go out and vote, period. That's all. Bye.